0: We had a name for our podcast, and we just skip over all of this and just say "Welcome to whatever this thing is called." Yeah, which I'm sure someday we'll forget. That. I don't know. Maybe we can just like we can't name it the unnamed podcast, but I think we can just, with like just putting spaces. N- never spaces. actually. <laughs> yes. To find our podcast, search iTunes for space 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 space.
1: That's made
0: spaces. Yeah, sure. All right. So anyway, I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We're the co-founders of Storyboard Media and the co-hosts of this as-yet-unnamed podcast. Um, Before we jump into our topic today, which will be the video reformation, um, I'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the show, Clyde Burlingsworth's Foot and Baking Powder. Put some in your shoes, then put some in your cookies. Clyde Burlingsworth's Foot and Baking Powder, coming soon to an Etsy shop near you.
1: And uh, fun little fact, you can put it in a lot of other places.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I, I can I can imagine the marketing meeting they had coming up with that tagline. Put some in your shoes, then put some in your cookies. I mean, I'm get, it just feels like a Mad Libs creative exercise. Yeah. Where's all the places we can put Clyde Burlingsworth's foot and baking powder?
1: That name is so catchy.
0: I know, right? <laughs> And it's not even, like, like it sounds like it's an old-timey thing, yeah. but it's coming soon to an Etsy shop near you, which oh, okay. means it's, it's brand new to market. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're well, just happy Clyde to have him is as a sponsor. a darling man. Fan of the pod. <laughs> <Fan> the pod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, our topic today, the video reformation. And uh, we're going to kind of be digging into uh, our manifesto, which is, uh, which came first? Did we identify the Reformation first, or did we did we kind of start creating these these ninety five the don't worry they're only like seven or eight um, the ninety five theses of these?
1: No, I mean it was it, it was this like it, it all stemmed from this nagging of like people aren't videoing well and and we need to lead that charge. Okay, um, there are yeah. problems with the way things are being done. Um, and no one 's saying anything about it, not nobody. Uh, there are others out there who who think you know think w- well about video, think right um, yeah who and,
0: and who write well about think video smartly. I, I, think, I I think part of it too is just that that evolution that we 've talked about before, you know from a production company to a video agency, having this having these clients and having these experiences where we see that there is so much more to video than just the production of the video. I mean, obviously we would address that in the in the first couple episodes with uh, the seven phases uh, of video. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of our, our responsibility to be the flag bearer for what it takes to, as we say a lot, practice effective video for business.
1: Yep. Um, as we go through these, I think it's important <clears throat> to to mention all like we're seeing this through the lens of b2b video right um so there are things that we will say in here about revenue teams and um sales teams and stuff like that it's because we're we generally only work with b2b companies um so wanted to put that out there
0: yeah Um, Okay, well, then I think the the best way to do this, then, is to just kind of break it down into its pieces, our manifesto, break it down into its pieces. We'll kind of, I think it's worth reading through them, and then we can kind of discuss them. Um, I think we should try to keep our eye on the clock and and make sure we don't get too carried away. But, hey, if we're making valid thoughts and, and, and valuable statements, give the people what they want, right? Yep. Okay. That's
1: what Clyde says.
0: <clears throat> that, that is that is what Clyde Burlingsworth Foot and Baking Powder is founded on. That's their mission <laughs> statement. Give the people what they want. <laughs> um, okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to skip over the part. Well, no, I won't. Um, when we originally posted this, we took advantage of our fifth anniversary, uh, uh, the, it, the fifth anniversary of the founding of our company. So technically speaking, the manifesto begins with, on this day, January 9th, 2019, as our company turns five years old. We are redefining the word video. Video is a practice, not a deliverable. It is not merely the result of writing, shooting, and editing footage into a compressed digital file. Video is a continuous cycle of strategizing, planning, creating, producing, distributing, promoting, analyzing, and applying what you've learned to the next iteration.
1: That's where like, where our our phrase that we're starting to adopt in some ways, the, the video better, yeah, is 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 about making that word a verb. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, no, I I think that well, and I think that's if I recall, as we were kind of developing this, uh, we started with what are the fundamental tenets of it, and and this introduction is kind of what sets up everything, mm-hmm. right? I mean, th- this is this is that because we are in we are in a we're in a world where where companies are using video and have certain expectation and should expect certain return mm-hmm. on that video, they should expect it to do certain things. it's not I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but you know it's it's not it's not a novelty, right um, so I, I think it's important that that people start to understand that well, I think it's important that people understand that we get annoyed when people use video as a noun, but I I don't expect everyone to start using video as a verb like day one, but that that there's more to it than just making this thing because it's it's just we've just been so uh so involved in so many projects where it was just about creating that one video uh without considering anything else that that all that other stuff is really necessary and and so this kind of sets up really what we're yeah what we're talking about here um okay let's take a look at the next paragraph
1: yeah we're not making it too far (laughs) without these uh annotated breaks here that was me who jumped in my phone should i take it sure and when it comes to business video is no longer a novelty but a necessity and because it will be an integral part of our business we must aim for our video to be effective effective video helps us achieve our desired future state Effective video helps our prospects and customers achieve their desired future state. Effective video allows us to learn about our viewers as much as they learn about us. So in order to practice effective video for business, we will follow the rules below as if our jobs depend on it. This is, the, uh, the structure of this is almost modeled uh, somewhat after uh, Blair Enz's Win Without Pitching manifesto. Sure. Yep. Kind of like a, this is something that, you know, an in-house video team could read at the beginning of their day, every day. <laughs> it almost makes
0: it sound like we used to use our Monday morning meetings <laughs> to recite uh, Blair's manifesto yeah. aloud as a group in yeah. a ritualistic kind of weird way. I imagine there are people who started walking toward our office, heard us chanting together, and just turned around and got back on the the elevator. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, I, I think it's worth starting there you know we we've already we've already uh, touched on it a little bit but right when it comes to business like video is serious video is a l- not only legitimate content source but it is uh, a- essentially a necessary content source there's so much that you can do with video there's all kinds of statistics about how much information you can share, how much more information you can share over the same amount of time, the the information you can gather about your viewers and your customers, about their journey, things like that, that, that you can't get. We've talked before about how you can maybe capture someone's email address when they download a white paper, but you don't know if they read it or reread any parts about that. You, you can see that in video, mm-hmm. right? And so it's this tool that, that, I, that uh, unfortunately, some people are still a little, maybe intimidated by and, and confused by, and, and yet they know it's something they have to be doing. I mean, this is, this, is, this is, to me, where it really is about the video reclamation. I mean, this is this is video 2.0, right? There was web 2.0, but, but we're now in this time of video 2.0 where, where you've got to have effective video content, and you can't- So just
1: about everybody has it now, and the people who are gonna stand out are the ones who apply these principles?
0: Yes. Yeah, and and you can't. Uh, yes, exactly. And you can't fuck around anymore. I just wanted to get an f bomb in there. <laughs> when it's when I, it's I built had, up, I had it loaded up <laughs> before you said your thing, which is a perfect way to end it. And I felt like I just needed to to get the fuck out.
1: <laughs> you cocked the f bomb. Yes,
0: I cocked the f bomb. Um, and, and then yeah, I, I think I think like like you said, it's it's you know the end there. You know we will follow the rules below as if our jobs depend on it. This is not one of those company manifestos that you see on like a vinyl banner in an office that's like core values or whatever that we follow. I mean, we certainly believe these things, but we put this together so that people who are videoing can adopt these principles and understand that these are the fundamental things that it's taken and and they can adopt them. This is more, you know, this is one of those moments where I wish we had a bigger audience. I mean, this is where, where I feel like we're trying to say, here's what, it takes to video better, not. This is what we try to do every day, right? It's it's not a it's not an internal manifesto. It's an adopt it yourself manifesto.
1: Sure. I mean, we have these words written up on the board, that, and they've not been erased for since they've been written there.
0: Yeah, but I thought that was more just so we could remember what they were and remember the order instead of having to go to the um, blog post every order? time. They are, are they, they in not order? In order. No. Well, that's, the same. Yeah. that's a shame. That's yeah. They do all matter. In fact. I don't know that there is a number one. Oh wait, there is. It's number next? one. Yes, it also says first. How about that? So let's jump right in then. Uh, thesis number one. And uh, if you're listening, I, I highly recommend you. Well, you can't read along with us, I suppose. I was going to say let's do it like as a group, but. Um, well, go, go, l- printed l- l- out l- or let, you know pull it up. Pull it up. We'll wait. Um, we could do a little call and response. No? Okay. It doesn't work for this format. I've been informed that that's not going to work. So, uh, tenet number one, we will first define our purpose. Above all else, our video content must be carefully designed to serve a singular purpose. The purpose of each video may be informed by company goals, business unit goals, or personal goals, but the purpose will always be clearly stated before any video is produced. That's hell just yeah, hell yeah. beautiful writing right there, is it, is it not? Um, I don't know if I was paying attention to the words. I was just reading the, the squiggly lines on the page. So, <laughs> what, what, what does all that mean?
1: Well, uh, we, we try to start with the end in mind. You know, when yeah. we're working with our clients, we try to figure out what are, we, what are we looking to achieve and work backwards from there. And the most important thing is, like, what goals can we affect by creating this video? What is your what is your quarterly marketing goal that we need to um, need to affect and, and how can we drive value within your organization? so working backwards from that the first thing we need to know with starting with the end in mind is what does the end look like so that's that's why we need a purpose it, it helps. Well, I,
0: and I think that that goes back to the desired future state too from from the previous paragraph, right I mean what what do we want the future to look like and and how can these videos help get us there
1: yes that's a good point i I, we don't i'm glad you kind of clarified that because that's we use that term a lot so we just kind of skipped over it but
0: yeah um no i i think it's i think it's uh, for me that this one is this one is 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 more about all those times when you either come up with an idea for a video or God forbid the CEO asks for a specific video. And it's just based on, I don't know, a shower thought or some commercial that was on TV or, or God forbid a competitor's video, something like that, that, that basically the trap of leading with concept, right? I think that's something that so many people do is, is they come up with this concept and they say, okay, And then the best that they do strategically is they try to shoehorn then in after the fact, what, you know, what was this going to do, right? I mean, that's something we certainly experienced Mm -hmm. is, you know, hey, we need a video that's fill in the blank, right? That is, you know, an about us video, not like that, that humanizes our brand or shares our team with Right. It's like, we need an about us video. Why? I mm-hmm. mean, a, a lot of that logic starts to break down when you ask that first why. Mm-hmm. So this is really starting with not in the Simon Sinek sense so much, but starting with that. Why? Like, why do we need something in the first place? Is it revenue? Is it? Uh, is it a recruiting thing? Is it uh, awareness? You know, brand lift? What is it we're going after? Then maybe we can figure out creative ways to, to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we've got a purpose. What else must we do with our video?
1: number two, we will integrate our video. our video must integrate with our marketing sales and customer success technology so that our revenue teams can leverage the data we uncover in a way that serves our purpose. Do you feel like we should stop there for a second:
0: yeah I think I think that's that's a good. <clears throat> there's a lot in there
1: yeah, so um, whether you're using youtube or vimeo wistia vidyard brightcove you know anywhere up and down that spectrum there is data that is being generated by viewers and whether you're in marketing sales or customer success that data can can aid you in 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 you know is this working is this video concept working mm-hmm. is it not working so being able to to push all that information and integrate that with the technology so zendesk if you're in customer success or um or salesforce if you're in marketing and sales or, or hubspot you know even your marketing automation platforms all those things can gather viewer data and allow you to make better better decisions in the future
0: well and i think it, it that's what's i mean we'll get to to spoilers measuring later Right, but I mean, it, it goes back to our purpose. What what's our goal for this thing? And without without utilizing those technologies properly and, and integrating with those technologies, it's really hard to to quantitatively uh, assess whether you've achieved your purpose. And so, I mean, it's it's it, at the very least, it's there so that you can determine whether it was a su- right. su- whether it was a success or not. Right. It's easy for me to say.
1: All right, back to the thesis. Furthermore, our video will not function outside of our other strategic endeavors, and it will not live in isolation from our other content. It will complement and amplify our company culture, our brand voice, and our existing/slash future content, including our other videos.
0: We. Were, th- this is okay. So, so there's the the technical and business unit integration that is a part of it, and this really gets to. We get that video isn't the end-all and be-all solution, right? We, we would never, <clears throat> I don't think, we would ever ask a client to uh, forego creating other content mm-hmm. uh, to just make video. I mean, we, we, don't, we feel very passionately about video, but I, I, I certainly don't think that that, um, that it would even be right to only do video. And so once you know that there are those other content pieces out there, well, that just gives you a whole lot of opportunity to learn from that content and figure out how to make better video content too, right? It's, you know, can, can they work together, right? Maybe there's, if you go through, let's say you map out uh, a particular persona's customer journey and through that journey, you're identifying the questions that they need to answer through that journey. Well, you don't necessarily need to answer all of those questions with video. Right? I mean, there could be very uh, numbers-driven um, information that a prospect may want, and that may just be better in an infographic than in a video, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you really have to look at it holistically and figure out where video fits with everything as opposed to just saying we're doing everything with video. That, that's, that's how I've always kind of well, interpreted that section.
1: One day we, we were working on testimonials, right? We wanted to get our clients' thoughts on working with us. Mm-hmm. So we sent out a, a really quick email. We're like, fuck it, let's just, let's just see what they think. So we sent it out and said, hey, everybody, take 30 seconds and tell us what you th- think about working with us. And they all, almost all of them replied. We had not just clients but also uh, contractors and, and people. Which we,
0: I love that we did that. I don't remember <coughs> whose idea that was, but I'll take credit. Not. Damn it
1: first uh, uh,
0: but yeah no I, I do think we heard back from everybody even the person who said i'll get back to you on that and never got back to us on yeah,
1: that we posted it we did
0: post it so but anyhow <laughs> we weren't able to
1: go out and film everybody saying those things nor do we have any interesting concept as to how to how to do that but we put all of those on one page so we uh, we only had the ability to create text-based content yep but we created a quick little video that drove traffic to that site and engage people in a way that they wanted to see what other, you know, what our clients had to say. So instead of just saying, Hey, look at us, look at what our clients think about working with us. It was a fun way to get people to, to engage with our brand and see what it's like to work with us. So we use video as a, as sort of like a little teaser piece where we, where we couldn't use video otherwise.
0: Well, and when you go to the landing page too, I mean, there's there's the teaser video at the top, mm-hmm. then in text is all of those testimonials, oh, you're, you're, yeah. and then at the bottom is another video that's a supercut that's just even crazier. I highly recommend you visit whatever page that's on, on our site. Slash people
1: dash like dash us.
0: All right. Storyboardmedia.co slash people dash like dash us to check out that testimonial content, videos, and text mustache yes mustache and late 80s early 90s dating video feel
1: it's kind of horrifying in some ways yes but also arousing (laughs) It's
0: it's it's equal parts horrifying and arousing
1: confused about like the sexual experience you're about to (laughs) encounter
0: or the business experience you're about to encounter maybe we lost maybe we lost focus on that Either way, I think people will be horrified or excited to work with us after watching it. Maybe we should rethink some of that. Um, anything else on integrate? I think, in a, I, I think in a nutshell, it's just like video doesn't live in its own. It doesn't live in a vacuum, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not its own thing. It's not the only answer. It's not something you do because you have to it's something that is just part of your overall content ecosystem uh your sales ecosystem your your customer service ecosystem i mean there are so many ways to so many ways to integrate it you you just have to be thoughtful about about how you do it and deliberate in the fact that you know that it's a piece of the puzzle instead of the puzzle itself all right let's move on to number three we will be specific we will make our videos purpose-specific rather than making one video to rule them all. Our video will have a clearly defined objective, audience, and call to action. Because if we try to do everything, we will do nothing. If we try to speak to everyone, we speak to no one. If we ask our viewer to do everything, they will do nothing.
1: It's all, you know, echoing a lot of what um, Seth Godin has built his brand on. Which is, don't, if you have a product that is fantastic for any number of uses, don't talk to everybody. Think of the one person who should be using this and talk to them. Yeah. Think, like, actually picture who that is. If it's your cousin or your teacher from second grade, pi- picture that person and talk to them because that's how they want to be talked to. And you would be surprised at, at, at how authentic that starts to sound. And, and how efficient your communication is when you picture that one person.
0: I think so much of this one for me comes down to, uh, for me, a lot of these are, are I don't wanna say reactionary, but they're based on prior experience, mm-hmm. right? And it's it, it's, I get where people are coming from, but it's so easy to fall into the trap of wanting to, wanting to just make one video. And so you try to cram everything that you can into it. And I kind of get logically how that might make sense to some people, right? We have a limited budget. We have limited resources. We can only make one video. We got six products. We got, you know, 18 personas. Let's make sure that we're, you know, we're putting this thing on on above the fold on our website and everyone's going to see it. Let's make sure that we are addressing everyone. I mean, that's a little bit. You know, uh, uh, that's a little much, but, but I, I kind of get the logic of, of trying it. It seems efficient. Right. And yet when you do that, you, you water down. I mean, if you're spending 25% of your video talking to one specific audience, you're alienating the other 75% of your audience, even if you're going to get to them later, like they're just going to check out. They're not going to patiently wait in line to get to the part of the video that Mm -hmm. speaks to them. Right. So so if you've got, it's just so much more effective to make three videos if you've got three personas because you get to talk to that one person three, you have to talk to that person in three different ways, those people in three different ways. So you might as well make the three different videos. And, and, and honestly, for, for anyone who's thinking, but isn't that three times as expensive as making the one video? I mean, not necessarily. Oftentimes there's a whole lot of, of efficiencies there, and you can essentially make a very similar video that just has different messaging, you could have the same talent or host or location or whatever for all three of those videos say you're just you know you've just got three different scripts
1: and the cost may be more, sure, sure, but the return is, is exponential yes because um, no one's going to care about that that one video to rule them all, but, um, yeah. but yeah you'll see a lot better response if you focus on that one person
0: for that one product and yeah well and and you know in this uh, it shouldn't be surprising that all of these tie together right i mean this is this is having a clearly defined objective what's our purpose right what's our singular purpose for for this video right let's let's if we've got i get that no company or no no marketing department just has one goal right yeah but but just try to focus on one goal in each video you're making. Make those specific pieces of content and and it really sets up the next one, which is which is about taking action. Don't ask people to do multiple things because and I, and i don't I don't think that it's because, you know, i I love to occasionally take the cynical view that people are idiots, and you know, you got to hold their hand through things. but but really, it's it's just because, There's an attention deficit or an intention deficit that there are so many other things in front of people that if you don't make it easy for them to do the one thing you want them to do, they're just going to go do something else because someone else is making it easier for them to do those things. Mm -hmm. So be specific in the purpose of the audience, the thing you want them to do, which I think perfectly sets up. And perhaps this is why it's number four, Mm -hmm. uh, our next piece.
1: We will enable and compel our viewer to take action. every video we make must prompt our viewer to take an action, giving them nothing to do is a waste of our time and theirs. A clear line can be drawn from our video's purpose to the specific action. The opportunity to capture our viewers' attention and drive action is the unfair advantage of video, and we will seize that opportunity.: I feel maybe, like we were kind of just covered that <laughs> We were
0: kind of just talking about that, yes, I, I, I mean that's that's that's, yeah, that, that goes part and parcel with being specific, right? You, you've got to, um, if you go back to your purpose, uh, if your purpose is increasing MQLs delivered to the sales team, then you've got to get certain, at the very least, you have to get certain information from people, right? You have to people have to likely self identify as a marketing, Mm -hmm. right? They have to essentially raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in this, whether it's whether it's directly and deliberately or through their actions or or whatever, but there's clearly an interest there, right? You've if if that's your goal, then you've got to ask them to do the thing that helps you satisfy that goal. And uh, you're just wasting money and opportunity and time if you're not making it very clear mm-hmm. what you want them to do. And also, like we were just saying, make it easy for them to do that, right? Don't just, uh, don't just uh, this goes back to integrate. Think about where your videos are going to be and how they're going to be distributed. If you've got a promo piece that drives people to a landing page with say an anchor video, maybe a slightly longer form piece of content, And you're trying to capture their information or get them to register for an event or whatever that may be you can certainly customize uh, your player on a lot of platforms to capture that information but you might as well also design the landing page around capturing that information too right again with integrate you're integrating with the website that you're embedding it on too so yes give them something to do make it easy for them to do it is kind of the simplest way to say that Five. Five. This is about measuring. We will measure and learn from everything that can be measured. In an effort to always improve, we will learn what we can from our video performance and the viewer's behavior. The better we measure, the more we can learn. We will resist the urge to favor vanity metrics like view count and play rate in exchange for results and company wins.
1: Is that your parenthetical voice?
0: Yes. And learn from. And learn from. Yeah, it's... it's. I like to call it super radio voice because, mm. you know, just the natural radio voice that just kind of kicks in and then the parenthetical is and learn from. Okay. It's, it's about creating a soundscape for our listeners. <laughs> um, thoughts on measuring?
1: It's not that views and play rates don't matter in certain situations. Sure. It's that it, like, Sometimes that's all you get with, <laughs> with YouTube embeds, um, but it, it, it. But sometimes that's what you want to. to wait, what? Did, what was I? <laughs> I said. What did I originally say? It's not that those don't matter. It's
0: not that they don't matter. And it's, then I feel like you were going to contradict your own setup there.
1: It's not that they don't matter.
0: It's just that typically, may I? Please, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I was about it, to go, but yeah,
1: oh,
0: I know what you were going to say um it's not that they're completely irrelevant it's that there are much more valuable metrics that you can measure that are much closer tied to the purpose you laid out in the first place Mm -hmm. did i get it
1: yeah it was close
0: okay (laughs) i stumbled over a couple words you would have been a little more (laughs) okay yeah no i get that i I could feel that coming um, no, and and I think too, this is, you know, we will measure and learn from everything that can be measured. This is not just about... A pile of data. Right. It's not just about data and, and even being able to say, here were our initial metrics of success, and by these numbers, we satisfied that, so yay, we won. It's also about what we can learn from our viewer behavior, mm-hmm. just as much as we can learn about whether we did it right. Uh, so many companies have varying amounts of information about their their customers actual journeys they have certain assumptions they've set up things certain ways but video is a great way to actually test those assumptions Mm -hmm. and those journeys that you set up you can you can strategically put content throughout that journey and then look at how people are engaging with it and if there's if there's content there that people are skipping over if they're going straight from you know video four to video six then obviously by that point, whatever you're saying in video five probably isn't that relevant to them. And that that helps you kind of tweak potentially that journey too. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not just measuring, isn't just about metrics of success. It's also about what can you learn about your customers along the way. Analytics
1: and insights.
0: Yes, well, yes. And that's a key part too, because numbers are just numbers. It takes someone who knows what expectations are and what certain numbers mean, to be able to then put into plain English for a CMO, a CEO, board, or whomever, yeah. a board, to say here's here in plain English is what this stuff has done for us, as opposed to charts and graphs that, you know, as smart as everyone may be, honestly, I have no idea whether, you know, I have no idea whether 10,000 views is good or bad.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Shall we move on to number six? Sure. Uh, um, you know what on our printout you're missing a line so how about i give you this one how do you know i wrote in line? because i checked them oh and yeah, yeah, when yeah. i printed it and there's I one gotcha. line missing so i wrote it in on mine but
1: gotcha. uh, there's no p- parenthetical voice and i don't get to do that <laughs> good luck trying <laughs> we will ensure our objectives are attainable Despite what may be lofty ambitions, we will not allow a perceived deficit of resources affect our ability to practice video. This means establishing attainable objectives and setting realistic expectations. When we establish our budgets, timelines, and metrics of success, we will not see these constraints as obstacles, but as opportunities to make better decisions and better video.
0: I was kind of hoping you were gonna read the one line that I hand wrote out in a different voice Uh, than the printed voice, but that's okay.
1: I wasn't sure I was gonna make it through there.
0: Well, I wrote well, it for me, yeah. not for anyone else. Did it. Okay, attainable. Um, I'm just going to go this back This is one of my to, favorite ones. I, I know. I, I'm going to go back to what I was saying before about uh, a lot of people are kind of confused and intimidated by video, mm-hmm. right? They think it's expensive. They think it's complicated. Um, don't be. Mm-hmm. It's not. Don't be doesn't work for there. It's not, all right? I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's so important that you be doing video that whatever you've got, you can make that work, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't have to, you don't have to hire a videographer. You can, in certain situations, use an iPhone and make perfectly acceptable and effective content with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone in your marketing department um, and you don't have to hire a company to do a big, mm-hmm. you know, big budget production, something like that. If you don't have the, uh, if you don't have an entire staff of people to come up with creative treatments and write scripts and do all that kind of stuff, great. Just simplify, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not about. It's not about what you think your expectations are for video content. It's about what you can actually make with what mm-hmm. you have.
1: And in in, the, in our sales process. When i'm talking to a prospect um i don't ask i generally don't ask what's your budget i ask you know i ask about resources what resources do we have and that means that goes that that definitely means money like do we have has money been allocated to this but but also how much time do we have um what sort of human resources do we have at our at our fingertips like can are we, you know, are we going to be filming your people in some way? Or we, can we use your office as a location? Um, and, you know, other resources, like what tools do you have at your fingertips? Like, like Vidyard or whatever, where we can make better decisions. All this is about helping make decisions. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean, can we when we started this company, one of our favorite things was creativity comes from constraints. Um, and and freedom from discipline
0: um. well and I think we've learned also um, maybe even relatively recently that that we've gotten to a point where we're so used to applying creative thinking after the strategic thinking has been done and so we've had some clients recently say hey what if we did something like this we're we're I'm finding that we're incapable of <laughs> of making dis- like creative creative recommendations that we believe in because we can't root them in any strategic decisions, mm-hmm. because there isn't any strategy to that. And so, I mean, certainly, we're, you know, we just guide those clients through that process of kind of setting those constraints. But I mean, when we first started, you know, we would have taken the same request and we would have spent two weeks coming up with a couple different options, put budgets to them and pitch it and and had no problem but like i'm i'm, con- I'm honestly no kind of to- proud of us that we we almost mentally can't do that anymore be, because we keep saying well what is it supposed to do right who are right. we speaking to what, where where is this going to be we, we kind of need to know those things before we can make logical smart effective creative decisions yeah it makes creativity easier yeah when you have those things laid out Definitely. And, and so see them at, see those constraints as things to help you move through your decision path. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically we may be expensive, but you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to make video. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're no, not expensive. What?
1: We're not that expensive. No,
0: we're not that expensive. The clients that that we can have the most impact for are the clients that that have more budgetary resources, uh, oftentimes.
1: Or the ones who are looking at value creation instead of expenses, right? This is an investment. This is not an expense.
0: Which does lead us directly into the seventh and final (laughs) tenet. We will see video as an investment, not an expense. Video often costs money. And when a business spends money, the expectation will be that there is a return on that investment. We will treat video the same way. We will set out to create video that has a positive, measurable return for our business. As the most engaging and measurable content out there, video can and should make the company money. Yeah, I think that ended up being a perfect yeah. lead into that, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's – it's, uh, I, I think a lot of this actually comes from the – the times where we're able to speak to a ceo so often we spend a lot of time talking to a marketing manager a you know head of digital something like that and um and, and certainly that person ends up being our primary point of contact but it's a totally different conversation when you're talking to a founder or a ceo someone who's tasked with seeing the big picture and figuring out where to make investments to grow the business. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because they're the ones who, who, for them so often, the number amount is relative to the return as opposed to their salary or something like that, right? Like a, a, a digital marketing manager might see a $250,000 annual commitment as something outside of their budget and a lot of money. And it's not a little amount of money, but a CEO can see that that $250,000 spend can directly help generate an additional $2.5 million in revenue or whatever. That's a no-brainer for them. Right. And the more, I think, the more people can think like that, the more people can take certain risks and, and jump in with video and do more with video and then see that return, right? Once they start to think of it as an investment as opposed to an expense, it frees them up to take those chances. And as they take more chances and follow these other tenants, they will be able to measure and see that return so that then they can themselves say, okay, I know this is going to cost X, but it's going to get me 3X, 4X, 10X, -hmm. whatever. In conclusion? We will be strategic.
1: That's the last little part there.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's that's not even like number 8. That's just that's just there because I honestly think that's just there because part of the fundamental part of our positioning is strategic video. Yeah. And 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 honestly when we were coming up so let me just just recap a little bit. So each of these had their own you know kind of opening line, but but the the bullet points of this are purpose, integrate specific action measure investment attainable oh i missed the ten. that's because it was at the bottom of the page yes and attainable um and so just as we were going through our our process we were we were certainly thinking that strategic would be kind of a top level thing or it would be one of the bullets but what we realized as we started to dig into this is that all of these things are what add up to being strategic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in your approach to video um, so it does feel a little bit tacked on there at the end. But, I mean, that that's thats what we mean. This, These seven theses, these seven tenets are what we mean when we say strategic, when we say video strategy, when we talk about a strategic approach. It's how we apply these things to then making great video content. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to sum up, it's on our site. Go read it. This was like a director's commentary kind of thing probably. Yeah. Um, maybe you don't even have to read it now, but it's certainly something that you could bookmark, you know, read as a group or silently to yourself every morning. You know,
1: I say it as a prayer every night before I go to bed, sort of like a meditation.
0: Yeah, no, I think you could get one of those like prayer bead bracelet things and just <laughs> yes. just number them one through seven. And, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm focusing on the purpose <clears throat> mantra today. You should
1: sell some big gaudy seven beaded bracelets.
0: We, that's, that's an additional revenue stream. Hey. Yeah, but you know, just Fashion. spend your morning meditation really just centering yourself around, we will first define our purpose. That's a good uh, mantra for life, right? It's actually not bad. We will integrate our video. I don't know that it has quite the same ring as, a, as something you can apply to your entire life, but you know.
1: Yeah. We'll
0: I will define my purpose. Work on that. Feels like an existential, kind of question. All right. Um, I think that's all that we have to say.
1: That's fantastic.
0: That's good. Thank well, you, Clyde. Thank you, Clyde Burlingsworth Foot and Baking Powder for their sponsorship. I'm not sure this will extend anymore. Clyde Burlingsworth Foot and Baking Powder, put some in your shoes, then put some in your cookies. Clyde Burlingsworth Foot and Baking Powder, coming soon to an Etsy shop near you. Um we'll
1: put a link to his coming soon site
0: yeah, and no, and, and I imagine we may actually waste time on putting that together just to run the bit through. So uh, I believe our exit music should start right about now, and it'll just kind of like ramp up slowly, as then I think we should maybe have some banter back and forth and have it just kind of fade out okay. into silence. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, yes, no. So, big weekend plans. Big weekend plans. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're going I'm to driving beach. to the beach. Yeah, that sounds fun. That's right. Yeah, you'll be there a week. Yeah, I got a five-hour car ride with two... Wow. And a like, dog and a wife. I'm going to have a better weekend than you. A dog came before the wife. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Yeah. No, your, your <laughs> well, dog. Well, it's funny because
1: the dog is going to be sitting in the front seat.
0: Really? Yeah. Is there room? Oh, you're probably <laughs> taking her car.
1: I'm taking course. her car. And Jen, like, there's no way that dogs would going to sit in between the two kids and not make them or freak the fuck out. So, oh, okay. That yeah, then no, that makes so sense. So Jen's going to sit back there surprise.